What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on into today's edition of Union Match Preview as we are looking ahead at tomorrow night's Union Big Eastern Conference Showdown. And it's a little bit early, but we'll be heading over to TQL Stadium to face off against Cincy. Look, it's not going to be easy, and nothing has been easy so far early on in the season for the Union. Coming off of Atlas and CCL play, you now have to go turn it around and try to bring some energy still from an, an early week emotional matchup. And so I'm curious to see how this new team will respond. Look, you got to show up in this one. You got to try to set a statement out there. I know it's going to be extremely difficult, but it's really early, but this team already has to find a way to dig deep and, and just and just go out there and ball out. And I'm I'm really intrigued by this matchup. Obviously, the whole Noonan, Albright, Gaddis, uh, Sergio Santos thing is still there with FC Cincinnati. But they are also struggling in the sense that they haven't been putting up goals in the way that they have last season. Uh, they've been good, doing a good job of getting results. They're in first place Eastern Conference at the moment by a single point. But if the Union want to walk away with some points here against Cincinnati intensity and energy have to be the most important parts about this weekend. So we'll look at this matchup. We'll talk about it. I want to get your guys' thoughts as well, but I want to formally welcome everybody into today's Union Match Preview. Of course, I'm your host, El Parcero Philly, the United of all things sports and culture in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. We got Twitter. We got Facebook. We got YouTube. We got DSM Media in the building. Of course, we got TikTok in the building as well. TikTok keeps smashing that screen away. Let's get some more Union fans in the building. Let's get some more soccer fans in the building. Obviously, Philly's on inaction right now. I was watching a little Phil's before this, preparing for today's match or today's preview show. Uh, but let's talk a little Union before we dive fully into the Phillies here. Um, and just as a quick announcement here, um, as far as the other uh, coverage goes for Philly sports, we will be taking a little bit of a break. Yeah, so... Uh, get, we're about a week. Give it about a week. So next Friday we'll be back in action. But um, no Phillies, no Eagles, no Sixers, no Flyers talk uh, until the the season, the series finale uh, next week. But we're gonna take a little break. Got some life fish situations, life issues. I gotta get straightened away. So we're just gonna take a little bit of a break for the others. But obviously we need to keep, we need to push out unique content. Not many people out there doing it. So it has been a priority of mine since day one. So that continues to remain. So, so um, we'll be recapping obviously tomorrow's match or probably Sunday morning. Uh, we'll be looking at the Atlas match, but until next Friday, uh, taking a little break uh, from the other four sports. So keep an eye out for that. I appreciate all everyone's support. Um, just got to take care of some business in my personal life. So I do appreciate it, but um, it's, it's been weird weather here in Philadelphia. Obviously, you know, you had the whole debacle with the Phillies yesterday. It didn't even rain. <laughs> we postponed that one. Uh, but no, um, I, I, I want to start off here talking a little bit about what kind of transpired, um, with the whole, after the, the, the Tuesday match against Atlas, it's a little disappointing you go on social media and look, there's terrible fans all over the place in every single fan base. But the fact of the matter is what we saw, the threats to Daniel Gazak was very disappointing. And obviously you had the moment in the 87th minute, right? You had the PK, Jose Bruno Martinez going at it with Barbosa. And then Daniel Gazak did not like it. He waited until after the PK, until after converting it 
to kind of give his thoughts on Barbosa. Uh, and so what ensued was Atlas Twitter, just an outrage, in full outrage, death threats, um, letting Gazdag and the Union know to not even step foot in Mexico. I seen Target, uh, just like different type of threats that just symbolizes that a gun will be present and they are not safe. So it was very disappointing, obviously, being as a Colombian soccer fan, witnessing this in, in the history of Colombian soccer. Uh, it, it is definitely just it's a, it's heartbreaking. It is truly heartbreaking that 20, 30 plus years and we still haven't grown from this type of behavior. And, and to this day, you still hear these type of stories. Now, obviously, for Philly, we're not used to this. We don't we've never, ever had to deal with this. Uh, but it is extremely disappointing. Now, I hope that the union don't take this too lightly. I would never, ever take threats like this too lightly. And look, just just be, have your head on swivel, beef up the security if you need if need be. Uh, but it's no joke. Anything can happen. I wouldn't take these too lightly. Obviously, Internet warriors are a thing, but I definitely would not take any of those threats too lightly. So uh, extremely disappointing. We'll see what happens and obviously makes it a little bit, you know, depending on where the psyche is of the lock of the dressing room is see how they kind of react to that. And obviously playing in La Corona is not easy in general. And that's why I was a little concerned after Tuesday's one, nothing win, because you're going to want to put up more than one goal heading down to Guadalajara. So we shall see what happens, but obviously a little bit disappointing uh, to see that the Atlas faithful cannot keep contain themselves. So Billy's rule. I get it. I, I completely get it. Unfortunately, um, since there aren't many people doing union coverage, someone's got to do it. And I love the, I love all the teams, obviously, but I mean, we got people covering the Phillies right now and there's not many doing the union. So I do apologize. I do understand. Um, I do appreciate you coming in here though. Thank you so much. Yeah, obviously listen, we're still supporting. We're still watching. We still love these, these teams, but priorities, man, priorities sucks being an adult. No, I'm just kidding. It's actually fun. It's pretty fun. Just got to manage it. Appreciate you guys coming in here. Appreciate you guys coming here. All right, let's look into this matchup, right? So, obviously, Union versus Cincinnati. You know, you look at back at last year. Obviously, the whole talk this week has been, is this getting anywhere near to a rivalry? And, you know, from my, my personal perspective, I don't think that this is a rivalry. I have a lot of respect for Cincinnati. Obviously, it was annoying when Cincinnati starts plucking away Pat Noonan. They were trying to go after Jim Curran, if you guys remember that. They go get Ray Gaddis. They already had Harris Madunian in. They get Sergio Santos. Uh, so it was a little, it was a little annoying. But um, I really impressed of how quickly they have been able to turn it around. And you give a lot of credit to Chris Albright and Pat Noonan in, in that for sure. They went in there. They did it their way. Obviously, Cincinnati is more willing to spend money than Philly is, and as frustrating as that is, it, it could be the reason why their rebuild has been a little bit more quicker than ours. But last year, it really felt like there was not many teams in the East that gave us problems the way FC Cincinnati did. Obviously, like you play Red Bull, you play NYCFC, it's always going to be a tough matchup. But the way that FC Cincinnati understands us so much, it really was a daunting task. And you saw what happened. We, we lost one, we drew one, and we, we won in the playoffs eventually. But even so, that playoff game, I thought that that was a tougher challenge than the NYCFC Eastern Conference game. And that's just because they they obviously have a good system in place with Pat Noonan, and they're buying in, 
but their attack is extremely dangerous. With Luciano Costa, Brandon Vasquez, and Brenner, we talk about it all the time here in Philadelphia of having Gaza, Carranza, and Ure, but those three are pretty damn dangerous. And if I heard correctly, they had 79 shot uh, goal opportunities last year. And so a prior problem is that this year they're not really scoring a lot of goals the way they did last year. Uh, but that's still a very, very lethal you know, opposition. And they've done like a really good job of just building out the rest of the team. Um, Barreal is a really good left back. I don't think he's better than Kai Wagner just yet, but he's very, very good in the way he does create out on that width. Obviously, you know, they had Santiago Arias come in, my one of my favorite Colombian soccer players. He's been battling a lot of injuries, and the reason why he hasn't really gotten called up by Colombia, and he also has kind of fallen out of favor with, with the Colombian national team as well. He's in Cincy, and he's hurt yet again. I mean, I, I feel bad for him. I, I genuinely feel bad for Santiarias because he's a quality fullback, but he can't stay healthy. And if you put Santiarias with, with Barreal, it's a really good fullback combination. Obviously, Junior Moreno is is one is a really good um, holding midfielder. And we'll see what, uh, obviously, the status of uh, uh, Obina and Nwobu is. But he's really, really good um, to the point where we're talking about top of the MLS as far as number six rankings go. He does a little bit of everything. Very tenacious, can help create in the attack as well. Um, it's obviously the back line has been much more secure, much more shirt up as well this season with Haglin, Miazga, and Mosquera uh, as your three uh, defense uh, defenders. They were, they've been uh, running out a lot of that three back set or with uh, with uh, Pat Noonan. Obviously, they tried to do the 4 4 2 diamond, didn't work, and they haven't really tried it since. And kudos to Pat Noonan for not marrying himself to a certain system. And I also, I guess kudos to Chris Albright to give him that that freedom as well to allow him to just take to, to be a coach put your emphasis or put your blueprints on this team and I what Noonan did was just pretty much put out use a system they got the most out of his players that's kind of what you're seeing here now obviously like I mentioned some of the biggest problems here with Cincinnati this season is the attack they're not scoring as many goals as they probably should be from what I from what I've heard and from what I've noticed is a lot of what happened last year was Luciano Costa being kind of the engine and being the guy that kind of dictates the attack and being that, you know, being the creator in that as that number 10. What's happening a lot this year, instead of Acosta coming back and holding up the play, he's more so getting forward and he wants to be more into in the more a vital point into the attack. He wants to score them goals. And I guess I can't fault him too much, but that's part of the problem. You're not really doing what you were doing last year that really helped you out. Um, and so for Cincinnati, obviously, they need to get back to that for sure. But um, it doesn't it, it, it that doesn't mean that it's not going it's this team still can't score goals like that either. So I, I'm I'm curious to see how the union do attack that. Obviously, typically you're putting El Brujo Martinez on these number 10s in this league, but obviously that's also going to be a nice challenge again. For Glazes or for Elliot or for Low? Are we talking Low? Yo, we talked about it during the recap, but Damian Lowe was the best player on the pitch, one of the best players on the pitch through 90 minutes last week or last Tuesday against Atlas. He's the fastest center back that we have on this team. He's super tenacious. And 
you match him with Glazer with Elliot, and he does really well. I mean, he, he's making a case for some more minutes. Now, I, I wouldn't play him, and we'll obviously talk more about that, but I, we got to give him kudos. Him, McGlynn, Gazak, all made team of the week for CONCACAF Champions League starting all 11. And so uh, it, it does it does raise a question. But regardless, that's obviously going to be the tough task here. I'm curious to see how the counterattack will work. I Watching the Miami match, and even the Seattle match, uh, or Nashville, I guess the last one before that, the counterattack was working. Uh, there are some holes that you can pick apart this is a really talented cincinnati team let's let's not get anything twisted i think this is going to be the best team that we have faced in 2023 to be honest with you guys as well and so i want to test that back line of cincinnati i know it's going to be tough because of we don't know what the what the form is going to be of the union but i would love to kind of test that back line just a little bit because i have seen that there is absolutely instances where you can test that uh Salentara is obviously the goal goalkeeper he earned that spot last year so um expect him in play as well uh for fc cincinnati should be a lot of fun but yeah i mean obviously the name of this game here for the union is going to be fitness and how this team will look um how will the fitness look here for the union how will the energy look like and obviously rotation here for the boys in blue heading into this matchup obviously you saw um the back line step up big time since that Orlando match. It's been two solid matches, the one against SKC and the one against Atlas on Tuesday. I thought they really did a good job of bouncing back. We'll see what the status is of Kai Wagner from the reports are. He should be back tomorrow. That would be huge to have because um, I don't, I mean, I don't think Santi Adias will be playing, but I mean, Ray Gaddis versus Kai Wagner should be fun yet again, seeing those two going at it. Um, and then Barrial, I would put Nathan Harrell, honestly, well, we'll I'll, I guess I'll get more to it, but uh, Nathan, you're talking about Barreal on the other side. You're definitely going to want your better defender on that side, but um, the name of the game here for the Union is to get back to playing free-flowing, relaxed soccer. They have been overthinking things over the past couple of matches. That's been the problem. They've been creating opportunities, and that shouldn't. that's the reason why I'm not too concerned about this team and it's an attack and as a whole, but they haven't been able to put uh, goals away. And I just feel like it's because they haven't been on the same page. Leon Flock has been a topic of discussion. That left shuttle midfielder has been a topic of discussion. Whether or not he should be starting him. Jack McGlynn, in his past couple appearances, has been looking fantastic. The, what, 60 minutes that he played? Or no, actually played 90 minutes. The 90 minutes he played against Atlas was great. He created a lot of great opportunities. Obviously, we all know the vision that he has out on the pitch. Uh, but you know, he, he, it's it's just, in the SKC match. He looked good coming into the match in the second half. Leon Flock, he definitely has looked seemed like he has regressed since last year. I thought last year he took another step. This year, it does feel like he has regressed a little bit. I'm curious to see what Tal Jim does react to it. I would expect that I would put Leon Flock out there simply because of just how quick Cincinnati does like to play. Defense is is the name of the game. But you're all it's always the it's always the conflict. Do you need defense or any more attack? And that's where you're gonna go with the option there. But um, I just I really don't want to see Leon Flock kind of just fall off. And I want to see him kind of respond here. So I am curious to see how Jimmy Boy will answer to that. But this attack needs to get on the same page. Uh, and then that's and once they get on the same page, I do believe the goals will start falling. Well, maybe we'll start getting those six, seven, nothing wins again, but this weekend. You just got to find your head again. And I think that to me, 
That is the biggest key of them all. Starting lineup again, Andre Blake and goal. I do think that Wagner, he will be back. He'll have got, uh, Wagner, Elliot will be back in starting lineup. Glesnes, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to starting Elliot and Lowe, honestly. Simply because I would like to give Glesnes some rest. You can always bring him out in the second half. Um, so I'll, I'll go with a little bit of surprise. And I think you can rotate all three of these guys. That's something Jim hasn't really done. You know, even like... Like when you had McKenzie, Trusty, Elliot, I mean, even like McKenzie, Elliot, Glesnes, the rotation wasn't as prominent, but obviously you didn't play a lot of soccer in those time at that time. I would definitely start Elliot and Lowe in this one uh, and allow Glesnes to get some rest for next Wednesday. I want Glesnes down in Guadalajara, so I would definitely sit him out. And of course, Nathan Harrow, like I mentioned, you want that best, the best one on one defender on the other side uh, trying to defend Barreal. Of course, the midfield, El Brujo Martinez at the six. Leon, I would do Leon Flock at the left and Ali at the right here. Um, Daniel Gazek at the tip of the diamond. Um, and I would I, I would start um, Ure. I'll do Ure and, and Carranza. I do think that Jim will run out with the main guys. I do think that there will be some rotation in this match. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do play this out. I'm curious to see if Jim would actually look to park the bus and play a little bit more conservative simply because of just the scheduling, simply because Cincinnati is a really good team and walking out a point out of TQL, honestly, that is the best case scenario, my honest opinion. I know we all want this union team to kind of wake up and look like the MLS Cup finalists that we saw last year, look like that team that just destroyed the competition last summer, but it's a long season and we have to be patient. They will be okay. There's a lot of soccer being played, and there's just some mistakes throughout this team that just aren't on characteristics. You know, it's funny how Stu Holden was talking about the second ball chances during Tuesday's match. That's something the Union dominated at last year. Something that they can't really do the same with this year. And so I really feel like this team just needs to get on the same page and just kind of clear their head. We talked about it after SKC overthinking, and that's just too much of what they have been doing. I'm a little concerned about this one. Like I said, if the intensity's not there, it could be a long night. But I do think that with the way that the Union will probably handle this one, I think a draw is the best case scenario. I think that that is exactly what will happen. Two really good teams. Union will show up with the intensity. But at the end of the day, I got the boys in blue with a 1-1 draw. And that, to me, is a win. Get as many points as you possibly can early on in the season. Draws are not the worst case scenario. Obviously, we all want those victories to kind of push us forward. But the fact of the matter is, the team you're facing tomorrow is the first place team. You're only six points behind them. You get wins against Cincinnati and then Chicago next Saturday. You're in, you have 14 points. So it's it, you got you have to just make sure that you just you just keep taking care of business. Focus on what's ahead of you and just work on getting better every single day. And that union squad that we all loved and we all saw will be back. I got a 1-1 draw here for the Philadelphia Union. But I want to know from you guys what will happen here. In the comment section, let me know what will happen. I will read those as this uh, later on throughout the day. That will do it here today for today's Union Match Preview. It should be a lot of fun tomorrow. Let me know where you're watching the match here tomorrow too as well. I want to know where everyone's going to be watching tomorrow's match. Thanks so much for watching, guys. Make sure you guys hit that like button. Subscribe for more Philly sports. As a reminder, you can find us wherever you stream podcasts. We're available 
under Oin Philly Sports. And as a reminder, thank you to our friends over at La Terrain for sponsoring today's edition of Union uh, Match Preview. Make sure to check out our friends over at La Terrain and make sure you guys use the promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys to dupe on. I'll talk to you guys soon.